0: Guys, if you're a fan of the Sly Guy podcast, you got to get more out of your week. You'll get more out of the podcast. You want to get your wee orange grinder juice maker. You want to take your wee orange, which is, I know, your phone or something, and you want to grind the orange juice, and it'll come out here, which is your phone. And this is subscribing to Patreon. This juice is all the treats that are waiting for you on www.patreon.com forward slash. Sly Guy podcast, you get the extra Sly Guy podcast on a Monday, you get a Dog Walks with Davey on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday you get the early release episode of this podcast without any of this, because there's no ads on it, and then on Thursday you get a wee day off, and then Friday you get the guest episode, which every week is either me and a guest, or me and Psychic Glenn doing a Psychic in the Stand Up, or a fun vlog for you to look forward to. It's a treat. And in the weekend you sometimes get wee bits and bobs. But usually you take a weekend off. So it's all worth it. So if you want more content coming your way. With guests. With silliness. With fun. Head to patreon.com forward slash Podcast. It wouldn't be an episode of Sly Guy Podcast. If you weren't getting told about modest beer. Modest beer. Or delicious beer brewery company that make the most delicious yet modest beers. I could sit here all day and tell you how great Modest Beer are but you're probably going to want more detail than my mind can give because I'm not a beer connoisseur. What I know is if beer tastes nice and Modest Beer tastes nice but if you want to know a wee bit more, say you are a beer connoisseur and you're like actually Dave's knowledge doesn't satiate my need for knowledge, you can head to their website www.modestbeer.com .co.uk where you can see all the lines of beer that they have all the merch that they have and if that's not enough you can subscribe to their brews letter and get Info on Modest straight into your email inbox If you don't want to check out their website you're too lazy you just want to follow them on socials hit them up at Modest Beer Guys we're down to the very last couple of tickets for this Friday's gig in the Strand Art Centre That's right it's me Aaron Butler, Paddy McDonnell and Sean Hegarty all come to East Belfast. It's bring your own, it's only 20 quid, there's only a handful of tickets left. Probably by now that I'm reading this out, it may be sold out. But hopefully, if you want to really go, you'll, you'll go and get your tickets. I mean, if it is sold out, you miss out, but don't worry. You can get next time, there's plenty of fun events coming to the Strand. That's this Friday. Friday, the... I'm just looking for the date now, 24th of March. At the Strand Arts Centre. I can't remember the dates because I'm self-employed and I don't know what day of the week it is. But it's Friday the 24th of March. Tickets are on sale if there's any left by the link in the description of this video. Speaking of events in the Strand Arts Centre, we are doing a live Sly Guy podcast in the Strand Arts Centre on Friday the 28th of April 20. Twenty-three. Now, this is the only live Sly Guy podcast that we are programming this year. There's no other plans at the minute for any other live podcast this year. And because it's going to be the only live Sly Guy podcast, it's going to be crazy. My guests are the Buttman, Aaron Butler and... The other one. <laughs> I don't know what to call this guy other than Psychic Glenn because that's his nickname. But Psychic Glenn and the Man are going head to head at the Strand Arts Centre with me on Friday the 28th of April. The tickets are already nearly sold out for this one. People are dying to get to this because it's going to be wild. We're going to film the night and put it on Patreon. Probably not going to be allowed to get broadcast because Butler's fucking bonkers. Glenn, bonkers. Both. It's just going to be an experience that you'll want to be there for. On the night, there will be live stand-up performances as well with some special guests pop. It's going to be a treat, so if you want to get to it, get yourself to the link in the description of this video. And be quick, because I'm sure it'll be sold out potentially by the time this is out. But if it hasn't, get on it, get quick. It's bring your own, it's 20 quid, and it's a month away, so chop chop.
1: I'm the Sly Guy.
0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Sly Guy podcast. Listen... My guest this week is one of my favourite guests to have. He's a friend of mine and he's a friend of yours. And the episodes are always great when he's on. It's Jordan Robinson. Now, you're probably going to say this episode is a little bit different than usual because it had to be cut slightly short. I had a bit of a bloody personal issue this morning, a bit of a bloody nightmare, and we had to, we cut into our recording time a little bit. So, unfortunately, Jordan had to bounce before we do listeners' questions. But it's okay. I care about you guys, so I did them anyway. But this episode was a lot of fun. We enjoyed it thoroughly. We covered all different sort of topics. We chatted about my my day from hell. We chatted a lot about books, which was interesting. We chatted about movies. We chatted about crying. And we also chatted about what a movie might look like if you sent a former Nazi war criminal to the Bayou in South Carolina. I mean, what else do you want of an episode, guys? It's this week's Slag Eye Podcast with myself and Jordan Robinson. Jordan, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Dave. How are you? Thank you. Uh, You know what? I'm okay. I'm happy. I'm happy you're here. I'm happy we're recording. It's going to be as much content as we can get squeezed in here because you have an appointment to go to. I do. And I am to blame for being late. Hey, things happen. Hey, but listen, I don't know if anyone's out there ever been in this situation, but this morning what happened, I got up. Now, as as a lot of people know, I'm the housewife bitch guy and I, I'm responsible for my kids. My wife's the breadwinner. She goes out to work early doors and I just kind of, I'm in the house. And she went out this morning. I got up. Everything was good. Mm-hmm. I got up nice and early because I was seeing you. I got up, had a shower, had a shave, tidied myself up. In fact, it's my hair, it's my hair sitting all right because sometimes I'll wear a hat and I'll come and do this podcast and I'll look back and I'll look like a scruff and I'm a bald scruff and I hate it so I have to keep my head up here. Anyway. We're missing the point. So, everything was in order. Mm I packed all stuff. Now, what I did notice, there was something a little bit queer about the day. Something wasn't quite right, a wee bit off. I looked out in the driveway, no car. Okay, that's an issue. But it was on the street. Okay. So, I went to myself. Uh, Catherine said to move out the car to take the other car to work, Mm. but she hasn't put it back in, which it turned out to be a a blessing in disguise. I'll tell you why. Because I went to move the car into the driveway to pack all the kids' stuff all the the baby's bag and the school bags and all the coats and shit couldn't find my keys I'm like oh no where are my keys and if I hadn't have done that turns out my keys were in the car in the street in the glove box oh okay so (laughs) I just no keys (laughs) at all for anything I'm like oh fuck I have to do a school run I have to leave Matilda to her her nannies shit so I was like right I was about to freak out I could feel the sweat just starting in my head if I hadn't gone to move the car when I did if I had just gone when we were to go out of the house Mm. we'd have been late everything would have been fucked but thankfully I did that I rang my mother-in-law who thank God was awake mm. she came to get me and then we all hopped in the car we went to leave the, the holiday school came back went to the hospital collected keys off Catherine got to my house and indeed my keys were in the glove box and that was it but it was very stressful praise moment. Allah praise Allah <laughs> praise the all Lord of them. Praise praise them all, all of them praise them all you know what praise them all exactly. and we are here but it was very stressful I could feel my heart rate rocketing
1: oh yeah yeah And now See I'm terrified If like uh, I'm I'm doing my best To try and stay out Of any stressful situations And stuff Mm -hmm. like that Just because like I don't think I could deal With heart palpitations At the minute
0: Yeah And what is What is your Like Capability of dealing with stress. How do you, as a person, deal with stressful scenarios?
1: I I think I may take advantage of it a wee bit Mm -hmm. uh, for the fact that because I have like heart problems and stuff like that, I'm just ruling myself out of any kind of physical exertion that I may not want to do. Right, okay. You know what I mean? So you're talking, uh, I don't know, if I had to recruit, uh, like they started like drafting people into the army, Uh that's my exclusion. Right, okay. You know what I mean? But apart from that, I kind (laughs) of.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fair. I also think now, like, I was looking at this recently, I think I'm now too old to be inscripted.
1: What, what's good. the cutoff point?
0: I think 35, isn't it? Like 18 to 35? Yeah, probably. That's no, also, that like, right. 18 to 30 is that, like, sex holiday club, isn't it? slightly different you know the 18 to 30s club where you oh go and, okay yeah like that's how i know i thought you
1: were talking about like a recruitment drive <laughs> that they were doing i was like wait a minute hey listen you want to join a sex club 18 <laughs> oh, to 30 i haven't got my enlistment letters yeah. yet but you know what see
0: now in today's world if you went to one of those 18 to 30 sex clubs holidays if you're 30 mm-hmm. people would be like problematic oh yeah yeah that yeah. guy's a problem but i remember being at an age where i was like i want to go on those sex party holidays And I must have been like 15 or 16, (laughs) being like, I can't wait till I am 18 to go in these. I mean, the prime age to go on those sex holiday parties is probably 24, isn't it? So you're bang in the middle. Yeah, I would say about maybe 21, 22. Yeah, but then that affects the 10-year rule, doesn't it? I true. Aye, true. Aye, true. But I think I think that now I'm way I'm I'm like way too old for that. I'm thirty six now. I'm thirty next week. Yeah, so you can still go get yourself signed <laughs> up, get yourself the sitches <laughs> going an to eighteen to thirty sex party, and, and live your life. I have
1: literally a week today. Nice, <laughs> my birthday's next week. And how do you feel about that? Um, uh, very existential dread, uh-huh. kind of creeping it. Now I'm. i Do you right. want it's to know?
0: Um, this is this isn't? is the most like pedophilic style question
1: you can ask, but. <laughs> Do you find the older you get the younger you feel um no in fact quite the opposite all <laughs> right okay <laughs> i feel like just every part every function that my body does is slowly getting a little bit worse and stuff yeah, like that but i mean like
0: mentally you know what i mean because i remember thinking when i was 18 those 30 year olds in these sex party holidays are old over the like what are they doing they're over there why are they coming to these parties they're fucking geriatric whereas now like when i hit 30 i'm like you know what I'm more hopeful about what the future of life brings. Because I think once you... I, I thought for so long when you hit 30, you're done.
1: Uh, well, I don't know. I, I i guess I haven't really thought too much about it because I don't want to start crying or anything yeah. like that. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that I'm going like, right, this is, you know, it's all downhill from here. I'm uh-huh. still so optimistic about stuff. And do you have any, <laughs>
0: like... Uh, I mean, I don't want this to be, like, because normally, yeah, normally when we do podcasts together, it's a fun time, it you is. know, Um, like the last time we made fun of your dead your dad. Was yeah, yeah, crack. that was great crap. It was <laughs> amazing fun. So now, and now we're just talking about mortality once again. But is there anything, you know why people like, want to do, like, we challenge us 30 by 30 and things like that, is there anything you have you want to do? Or?
1: The, the one thing that I was really happy with, like, when I first started doing stand-up my first year, I was like, I want to do 52 gigs in 52 weeks. Okay. And I ended up doing like some, like over 100. Oh, you're cool? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Uh-huh. So well, I'm that's just a good achievement. Yeah. I'm li- uh, yeah, I'm literally just trying to um, each year I come up with a bunch of like um, bucket or not bucket list things like New Year's resolutions uh-huh. kind of things, uh, and I'm just kind of trying to tick them off. So nice. I'm just using that as kind of life goals. So and how are you getting on with that list? Uh, not too bad. Yeah, I'm doing the inter soon. Quite excited about that. i nice. Dublin and intergender. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. intergender gig. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that should be good. Uh, gigging over in England, Scotland, and Wales. That was uh, on the list. Nice. Doing that. So I'm heading over to Manchester on Sunday. So that'll be fun. Um, What else have I got? Uh, Read 32 books. Okay. Um, What, in a year? In a year. You son of a a bitch. Michael's 12. I want a book a month.
0: Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm on course, (laughs) by the way. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I'm slightly (laughs) behind. I've only read like six books this year, so nice but when I say books they're like you know breakfast the novellas more than anything okay. so they're not like you know reading Ulysses every time you sit down yeah. to read a book like nice so but yeah no that's going good and um, do you set this every year or is it just a, no this so um, since I pretty much uh, a lot of them are stand up kind of uh-huh. related so it kind of seems like that's the kind of driving factor between some of them, and then other ones are like, you know, what I I do think I would benefit from reading a bit more, uh-huh. and you know, uh, socializing outside of stand up. So those yeah. are the kind of see that goals was I've my done.
0: was my thing with the books was I wanted to read more because I feel it would get me in bed a bit earlier mm-hmm. to read, and it would get my mind working a bit different. It would get me coming down to sleep better mm-hmm. before bed. So that was my idea, and I've read. I'm reading. I've read two books already and I'm on my third now so that's nice March I need to get it finished but again they're, they're, I, I, I worked hard on, on um, curating my list of books to mm-hmm. try to cover bases that may improve me mentally physically and creatively
1: <laughs> see this is so, probably something I should have done I just went on the banned book list and yeah. like every book that was banned by like the US like school system yeah. or whatever I was like yeah I'll read that oh, no. Th- that sounds good but I it's mean, all it's all like fucking catcher in the eye which in yeah. no way shape or form would be banned today
0: yeah you know no that's fair No, the books I've read so far are the, the first one is a book by Vogler and it's called The Writer's or The Hero's Journey or The Writer's Journey but it's like that and oh, it's about thick boy it's about, like, how to best develop characters and write for characters. So I thought that'll help me with my writing side of things. Mm-hmm. My second book, I thought, coming off the back of that big, thick boy, I needed something a little a bit lighter. Mm-hmm. So it was, of course, friend of the show, Tom Smith's Fearless book, which was an, an experience yeah. in itself. I think I read it over the course of a day. And, yeah, it was... You know, and here's the thing, right? See, with, with like, I am very sceptical about self-help guys and yeah. this sort of thing. I would be too. But... There are elements of it that, because here's the thing, right? You see someone come out and go, You could do better than this. You could, you can, I can give you life. Like, the amount of times, like, I don't know why guys are in videos. And this isn't Tom, but this is like a lot of other guys. Who are like, I can teach you how to be an entrepreneur. Your business can earn six figures. It's like, what's all this shit? All they basically do in a nutshell is say to people, You're being a bit too lazy. Yeah. You know, and then people are like, fuck, you know, maybe I should work. Maybe I should work a bit harder. (laughs) If I work a bit harder and try a bit more, things might get easier. And then you work a bit harder and try a bit more, you get a bit more work and think, you're like, ah, so there are elements of that. Mm. Now, the the thing with Tom's book, there were some bits in it where I was like, right, you know what, maybe I'm lying in my bed, you know, eating a fucking Belvedere bar. drinking a coffee I could maybe put that down and go and hoover the house you know put mm. a wash on something productive again I, I'm really in a in a position at the minute where I feel like I can't work unless my like space is your environment is clean like, Yeah, you know so I like it to be I get that declutter. and then I find like oh it's wonderful so as much as like people will be wanting me to say oh did you you know you go to take a piss out of Fearless and all mm. there were moments in it where you went fuck's sake but yeah, you, you, I, I think I, I came out of it Better and oh, the third more enriched. and the third book I'm reading in a minute is how to be a great stand up. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I thought to myself, the e- the ego in me is like I already am, but also I went. You can always get better. Exactly. And is there ways to like cheat the system to improve my writing? Any to like sharpen my jokes? And I think let us always try to learn. So then I'm taking a break and I'm going to read the Lumen Towers next, which okay. is about why Al-Qaeda decided to do 9-11. <laughs> so it's a, a variation of different a variation of different. You're going from pole to stories. pole yeah. with all these. And I'm trying to think, what other books to have in there that I'm looking forward to reading? Wim Hof's Oh yeah, the, about, the breathing guy? Yeah, the guy yeah, who breathes? Yeah, the guy who breathes. I mean, here, there's, like, there's another guy. How do you, you... You can feel better in life by what? Breathing. Yeah. So yeah, getting in cold water and breathing. And why am I reading that? Because I hate cold water therapy. I hate sea swimming. I think it's a load of balls. But... It's all about opening your mind. Exactly, know to the enemy. Exactly, so I'm going to try to find that I'm going to see what things conduct electricity and water. <laughs> so instead of just going vintage toaster, I can throw other things in to get them. Um, and another book, my favourite book, I think I remember, from, and again, if you, you ever do this with movies, I've done mm-hmm. it a few times where you're like, I love that film. Then you watch it again and you're like, oh no, why did I? Mm. So I want to read The Kill a Mockingbird again. It was yeah. one of my favourite childhood books, so it's in the list. So there's a, you know, a few, so I'm hoping by... Coming out of 2023, I'll come out more mindful, zen, yeah. rounded, man. That's the fun. Not round. Er, I need to lose weight, <laughs> but I'm sure we call thinner, more rounded, yeah. less round.
1: That's kind of yeah. I uh, so I've started doing a uh, book club podcast with Rachel McPeak nice. called Bookline Singer, and we're there. there. There's so many um, like books and stuff like that that I kind of want to read that don't fall into the, like the kind of fiction nonfiction mm-hmm. thing uh, like angle that we're going with yeah. the podcast with. So I kind of I I've got like a couple on the go each time. Uh-huh. And it feel it genuinely does feel like juggling plates, yeah, Jugg- or spinning plates. Yeah. that's the one. Juggling plates is, is it, also completely, a yeah, <laughs> completely different thing. But
0: so, and, and do you find you have like the capacity to manage both, or does it get a bit difficult at times?
1: Uh, it, it, sometimes I get confused and um yeah. like you know reading two books and getting like yeah uh, the like plots and stuff like that mixed up, going like oh it was. Was there not another... And then you yeah. just realise and you're just... Why is Harry Potter going to Mordor? <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of other examples, but I, yeah. I don't know if the boy in the striped pyjama was... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, because
0: he could just be like the boy in the striped pyjama and Schindler's List. Oh, it crosses <laughs> over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Um, but yeah, because I, th- I, I sometimes find you need to be in like the right headspace to read Mm. because if you have a lot going on like I I definitely think my head is like a snow globe Mm. you know there's always fucking shit going on inside and if I sit down to read and there's a hundred other things I'm thinking of I can never just focus on
1: that Mm, I think I'm pretty good at just like blocking it out and just kind of putting my brain on standby while I'm reading, Mm -hmm. which probably isn't. I'm not really absorbing all the messages that are uh, being translated in the book and stuff like that. But I find that... And, like, reading chills me out as well, you know? I'm very, I don't know, chill. I like doing it while traveling and stuff like that, planes, trains, automobiles, all that kind of stuff. And I see, I normally just stick to masturbation for traveling. (laughs) That's kind of my way to relax, you
0: know? Planes, (laughs) trains, automobiles, just, Yeah. (laughs) go for it but listen whatever floats your boat exactly right yeah and ainley as well is the way that's what's why this I, I must read ainley. oh okay that's yeah. fine uh-huh. that's fine but hey if it works for you it works for you but no reading's dead. i definitely <laughs> think it's a, it's a beneficial thing now this is not just in, in preparation for this podcast imagine i was like i knew you were coming in as a as a learned man who is very literate and enjoys to, to read i went to the carnegie library in Bangor yesterday mm. which is true I how did. do you get there um, imagine <laughs> <laughs> well I just I just walked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we went to Rhythm and Rhyme with Matilda first of all and oh, yeah. then it's annoying because afterwards Catherine was like it's a great library look at all these floors and all these books and I was like whoa look at all these books <laughs> literally it's about I'd say about a to- 15 minute walk from my house mm-hmm. and I was like can you come in here how much does it cost to join she's like it's free I'm like what and I can just come in I can bring my lap yeah and I can just come here and work and I have this yeah. resource right in my door I'm like I'm gonna I'm way there a lot more it's probably 10 minutes from the house if you, I'm just thinking about the back door if you go that way mm. but it's great and I think libraries are a resource that we need to get more into I think I, I don't know if you know this about me but I was an ambassador for book week I, I didn't 20, know that. yeah 2022 no. book week ambassador thank you by the way BBC I'm still you owe me a lapel pin you've <laughs> promised my daughter it and still haven't delivered it's the only thing I've let her down with but I felt like whenever you're doing that you have to kind of you know, take, take a, wee, a wee dose of medicine and, and mm. read a bit more and be oh, more yeah. literate because that's the thing too. I think books are great for learning and I think nowadays, <laughs> but you know what I mean? But nowadays everybody, hold on, it sounds stupid, but let me reel it back in. Nowadays people just go straight to Google and all the answers true. are Google. Very you know. True. Whereas I think like from reading, it's definitely, and it definitely calms me down because I am a psycho. Mm. Like I have such a long Fuse when it comes to kids, certain things like will annoy me more, but when it goes, I go, I like, I just you know, I'm like, Yeah, you do whatever you want, and I go in the room and be like, I'm gonna kill myself. No, I think I might just <laughs> kill myself, but I definitely find reading helps you relax.
1: I find the information that you read lasts longer, uh-huh. it it almost gets like hardwired in your brain. Whereas if you read something on like a screen yeah. or your phone or something like that, it's in one second, out the other, yeah. You know what I mean? No, I
0: agree, and I definitely think that uh, nowadays with the fucking AI and all that shit and mm. all the Terminator stuff and the fucking metaverse, we I mean, need to go back to the old school. Very true. Are you a Kindle guy or are you like physical book? I'm a physical book man. Mm. I like a physical book to the point that I've actually um, had disagreements with Catherine about it because I'll buy like if I want a book, I'll just buy it and it'll appear and I'll just have it there. Mm. And she's like, "Why have you all these books you don't read?" And that was what that was a lot of last year. So why have you all these books you don't read? And I was like, "Cause I." And de- I want to read them, mm. but I just don't. Whereas now, like before, to relax, I'd have played a bit of FIFA. Oh you yeah, know? and it would be nice. But then I started thinking, as nice as that is, and some of this football is very intricate. Some of these plays are, you know, elite. I do feel it once it's done, it's done. Mm. And then I'm, and then I go up and then I'm look scrolling my phone and then I'm not getting to sleep after midnight or something. So now I go up maybe at about ten o'clock with my book. It's nice. I mean, it definitely is not a rock and roll sound guy. So this is it. You go upstairs, with my We book, 10 o'clock, wee Ovaltine, you know. We chamomile. Yeah, we totes on my feet. bed. You know. But That's I think, good. I think there's so much shit to do during the day now that I need to be rested for. I mm. mean, I'm tired. I'm difficult. Oh,
1: yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, are you a morning guy? You strike me as yeah, a morning guy. I'm a morning guy. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Oh no. God, no! No, because you're the late night guy, aren't oh, you? Oh, I'm very late night guy. Night what is owl. It like, night owl. Mm.
0: Okay, I was trying to think of what they were called. Like, <laughs> I nearly called <laughs> you a night watchman. I was like, <laughs> what are they? Then? <laughs> You're a night's watchman. Yes.
1: I am no a night owl. I'm a dusk flamingo. Yeah, I do so is this early for you now to be here? Um, no. It's so I like I would kinda like normally now get up at like wake up at about half seven, half eight, nice. something like that. But I won't get out of bed until maybe ten or eleven. Right, okay. What do you so do there? Computer, ch- books? Check uh, check socials, all that huh. kind of stuff uh procrastinate masturbate yeah. all the baits so um but then uh, i get up and have something to eat and then mm. i decide what i'm going to do with the day nice so right what we'll do because a lot of people have asked us and i and
0: again i don't know why people want to know but we'll give it them mm. Talk me through what, uh, no, there's a difference because I've had this question before. What, okay, talk me through a daily routine mm-hmm. or talk me through what would be a,
1: a dream day.
0: Uh, so, you talk me through what your sort of regular day looks like, and then talk me through what a, a great day for Jordan Robson like.
1: <laughs> regular day is, um, uh, wake up. Uh, I I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I'm a bath guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I take a lot of bath. I take about two baths a day. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> now, seeing so your bath, are you mm-hmm. a simple bath man or are you? I'm an extravagant. Right. Okay. I am every form of radox that I have. I like. It's kind of like you know when you bring kids to like Nando's and stuff like that, and they like mix all the like oh, different yeah. drinks. I do that with bubble baths. Okay, like, do you do it in the bath? Yeah, or do you have like a pestle. No, <laughs> no, no, a pestle mortar. Yeah. it's Creating your own uh, bubble bath. No, no, I, uh, I just mix them all up in the bath, uh, and I have this like kind of setup where I have like a like this kind of like floating desk type thing. Nice. That uh, I just stick my laptop on, and I in would, the bath. In the bath. It's not plugged in, is it? No, no it's not plugged in, and it's <sighs> it's so it's. I would be say I was in the bath right now. And, like, the far side of the table is where the laptop is. So yeah. it's not close to the border, but I can still watch stuff ah, right, okay. and stuff like that on, like, Netflix and stuff like that. And that's, um, my brother has Sky, so I use his SkyGo thing. Watch sure. all the, like, Bundesliga highlights and stuff nice. like that. Um, and...
0: Uh, a beautiful, and beautiful... Is that to start the day? That's how Netflix? I start my day. Right,
1: okay. Oh. <laughs> and then have something to eat. And then, um...
0: What's a, what's a normal breakfast look like for you?
1: <laughs> it's it's not healthy cool. um, it's probably not no I would probably say it would be more lunch than breakfast okay. just because of the time that I normally have it but just whatever's in the fridge um, whether it be uh, we get those half roast chicken things from Marxies yes and like dissect nice. them make them a wee sandwich and are stuff like that are you home at
0: the minute or are you I'm at, okay. I'm at
1: my mum's house at the minute nice. so um, and then just get ready to go to whatever g- gig that I've got on nice the and break. what's
0: the preparation so We've got you through to you've had your lunch. What time are we talking now? Yeah, maybe like two or three. Right. So then, if you have a gig, say you're leaving the house. What time would you roughly leave at the gig? Um, well,
1: about maybe six, half six. Right. So, what do you like doing a normal in gig in
0: Belfast? What What does prep for the gig look like? Uh,
1: get a shower and. Do you moisturise? No. Well, you should because you're, you're. I have real soft skin. But the might Can you imagine how soft it could be?
0: You, if you, mm, if you're floating a bath all morning and then you shower. You're just taking away all the natural True.
1: moisture mate. and what's even worse is like when I get home from a gig I also have another bath wow I went to relax down <laughs> well uh, yeah I, get, I guess to decompress from mm-hmm. the day
0: nice and yeah. then so, you're, so you're the gig say the gig goes well mm-hmm. you come home nice relaxing bath what time are we getting in the bath at does this call it 11 of hours? half 11 so, so yeah. what if you're home late from a gig you still get the bath if it's like
1: midnight it, it can be the like I was doing on St Patrick's Day I was gigging in Wexford and when I came home, it was about half three. Uh-huh. I got a bath at half three. And then what time did you go to bed? Five? Um, yeah, like quarter quarter, quarter two, something like that.
0: But is your mum not like... Would you keep a fucking noise down?
1: The the Our house is good because it has like such thick walls and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like You can do stuff in one room and nobody knows anything about it. All right, H.H. Holmes. I really our, do appreciate yeah. <laughs> that reference. <laughs> our room's are so thick you can do anything. You know? And I miss we shoot that I can just, you know,
0: tan it. <laughs>
1: oh, fuck, but, yeah.
0: But no, if I come in from a gig I'm like Super Silent Boy. Like it's yeah. like, I feel, what's that movie called? It's like, about super silence, where if you make a noise, the monsters oh, get you. Uh, quiet, quiet place, place? Yeah. quiet place. That's like when I come in from the gig. No, and uh, the bright side is Vinny it doesn't give a fuck. Like mm. so, yeah, Rudy's but, the same. But the problem is, we want. I need to talk with dogs later too remind me. But he, um, Catherine, will sometimes be like, he likes to just come upstairs with me when I'm going to bed and stuff, and he'll be up there just lying in the hallway. But then I get in the gig. I have to be like, Vinny, get out of the. Yeah. Mm. don't wake the girls because it's a domino effect if one of them w- they all wake so it's it's carnage so what I would tend to do come is come in and I've got into the habit of going over my set when I get in now oh
1: yeah so like. So do you record like audio record it and then go over it
0: or? sometimes no but it's like I have started doing a thing this year where I write down every gig I do and what set I did mm-hmm. so like obviously you have a wee notebook that I write in and do other stuff but I actually write the bits I do in each set so if I'm doing a laveries I can look back last time, don't want to do the exact same set. Do you mm. know what I mean? Try to add new bits in that way. So I'm being a bit more meticulous with, with that. And then I find like I'm better at admin and stuff when I come in. And so I do stuff that I'll not get time to do during the day at night. Even if it's emails, I'll get them written and draft. So in the morning, I can just go boom, boom, boom. Yeah, you know, that all sort done. of stuff But yeah, I couldn't shower or anything when I get in from no. the gig because it would just be through the noise. Oh, the noise, yeah. That's Because Matilda's but... next door to the bathroom. So it would just be if she wakes, she's the one you don't want to wake. Like, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. so, and now, what's uh? Uh, and that I mean that sounds hard to beat
1: yeah it's quite good like it doesn't have much variation from that either but what's what would be a wonder day like even gigs like what sort of would it be a a solo
0: show you'd be wanting to do or would it be like a spot somewhere or what would be
1: I mean like spot I love I love traveling for gigs and stuff like that um so I like (laughs) and this is this is really weird but I like the shittier the hotel Uh the the more I enjoy the trip right okay Uh, at least that's the way it has been recently like because you know like the Britannia well Uh like they're notoriously pretty shitty hotels and stuff like that they're extremely cheap and and like that's the reason Uh,
0: whereabouts was the last
1: Britannia you stayed in? uh, Liverpool okay Uh, it was when I was doing um, hot water and went over uh, did the gig went fantastic had yep. a great time got Taco Bell which was great yes. because they don't have them here and because uh, of the DUP uh, yeah exactly fucking is that, was, was that part of the Windsor framework or whatever yeah, they were no about? because they
0: dis- disagreed with it mm. so you see it was part of it's a good Friday agreement they're like well, there will be no Taco Bell <laughs> in Ulster Taco is of course Gaelic for cake, and I'm not having it <laughs> refuse to accept it in Ulster
1: um uh, but yeah what were we talking about uh, Liverpool, yeah. Britannia oh yeah okay so when I went up to the bed um, it was like the room was way too big for one person uh-huh. and I'm like this could surely be split into two rooms yeah. but it was big old double bed Um. so I, w- I come back in from getting food and having the gig and stuff like that I come back in and the one side of the bed is like pristine uh-huh. like it's immaculate yeah. and the other half looks like they just dragged it out of the alley uh-huh. it is so weird yeah it was so weird and it was it wasn't one big mattress was it not clean so half of it was yeah and the other half was just disgusting but you see it wasn't just one mattress uh-huh. so it was a double bed like base yeah but then they put two single mattresses together Right. okay and like it was it was almost like it was seeping through from one mat mattress on onto the like bed yeah. sheets and like there were stains on it. And did I did was you just phone like, the
0: reception and be like,
1: "What the fuck"? <sighs> I mean, like it was at like half eleven. I'm just about to go in for my bath. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't. Uh, oh, no, I, I would, can't be upsetting the apple pie. I like would that. be
0: on the straight on the phone him, no, Excuse me. Uh nah. like, I got this. Is I, I said before because I'm a I'm a I'm a mixed marriage. I'm a half a Jaffa guy like yourself, aren't
1: you? Uh, yeah, technically.
0: Yeah, technically, well, I I my what quarter. My, Quarter. My prod comes out of me. Oh yeah! I go excuse. This is an absolute bloody disgrace. Right. <laughs> Get up here and fix these <laughs> this sleeping arrangements immediately. You know the other side of me would be like, nah, fuck it we know we'll sleep yeah. our own, whatever. But me, I was like, no, fix, <laughs> fix. I wouldn't have it. I actually, and you'll move me to the bloody presidential suite too. <laughs> fucking, but I can have it. I would I, like hotels stress me out if they're not clean. Like. Oh yeah. I even dust. I went so I went to a fancy hotel and there was dust and I from the reception and said can you set me up a duster and they sent me a foreign person <laughs> with a cloth and I meant no I, I would dust it I, yeah. don't, I it's just this person's role are they the duster yeah they, they were like can you know, to clean the dusty room and I went and then they just walked past me and i oh no! and then this woman just started dusting the room for me oh, sure. and i felt kind of kind of embarrassed but also kind of powerful <laughs> i was like it's good that's, that's good. the
1: mixture you're looking yeah, for that's
0: what i want embarrassment and power yeah that's what i want but that was it so you did did hot water how uh, that go it was good it was were, a wee while ago now um, were any of the guys on any of the like well-known hot water boys
1: uh yeah is it phil chapman Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently not, that. Yeah, no, no, uh, so no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was MC, no. He was emceed. He's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's he Sam Bloke. Um, uh, I'm doing Frog and Bucket on Monday. Nice. Doing beat the frog. Should be fun. Nice. Third time doing it, if I don't win it this time. Never going back to Manchester. No. Well, fair play, to you because mm.
0: that's something on my list of things I want to do more, is gig across in on the mainland Mm. you know Uh,
1: i've got so i've got like two two gigs on the monday and one on the sunday Uh and the the um beat the frog one is like for anyone who doesn't know it's like a competition where Uh it's like a gong show yeah so um, you
0: know i would amend those and not call them gong shows i've had a dong show (laughs) and i'd say you just literally stand up you know
1: that's just me so uh, i'm gonna have to do the do the because i'm first on there uh do, do that, uh, and if I make it through to the I don't know the clap off at the uh-huh. end, I have to go to the other gig and then come back. So I'll be right, fe- okay. I'm feeling very showbiz,
0: you know, running yeah. between gigs. You need to get a rickshaw, you need to get a guy in a rickshaw <laughs> to take you between. That's the most stand up <laughs> thing to do on a rickshaw. Bish, bash, bosh. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I think that's week. a thing that, like, as a stand up, it's in you. It's like the more gigs you do in the night, the better. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: That would probably be my perfect day when you've got like three different gigs in one night. I love that.
0: And where's your favourite place to gig?
1: Um ever.
0: Like like if you were to be like, right, this is the place I would like to gig every day. Like if you were to move to s- city, stay in
1: Belfast, go where would your place be like that's where I wanna go? I like I like dublin but i don't think i yeah. would live there i know i know i like i like gigging in dublin i like yeah. um some of the people that i've gigged with in dublin anyone um, you want to give a shout out to in the show all of them you know who you are. I, I don't know if they do um, what about
0: e-man and the masters of the universe <laughs> oh i was actually i'm um, gigging yeah. with him
1: on wednesday there
0: he was he was the last dublin comedian i gigged with him he was up at it was good fun to see him yeah yeah a couple, couple and of an arsenal fan too but oh, about to that E-Man. just yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> we haven't even got to this do mm-hmm. you think you'll win the league I'm getting a little less sceptical every time I don't I
0: think you guys are going to fuck us Mm. I think we're playing West Ham two games time yeah at the the Olympic stadion or whatever fucking nasty (laughs) shit in Berlin yeah Yeah. (laughs) so yeah I'm I'm nervous every game but I think there's a chance
1: oh yeah, yeah. Uh, i was sad when you guys got put out in oh in, i was sad too because you were actually there Lavery's, yeah i was me. in Lavery's then i yeah. actually
0: thought whenever i said listeners going to tell you i thought you would have come down me, i but, was going to but yeah, then yeah i and was just, you just, just left me there by myself yeah to be heartbroken
1: i was like I, I didn't want to. i didn't want i didn't want me to see you cry yeah that's the thing no, that's okay no the bright <laughs> side is i didn't cry oh good then oh <laughs> but then I, I don't know do you ever like do you cry ever Ah, uh, sometimes I've been known. I've been known to be in touch with my emotions. Yeah, and
0: and what are sort of trigger points for you making you cry?
1: Um, uh, animals dying in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not a big fan of Marley and Me then. Oh God, no, <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs> it, it is genuine heartbreak. Uh-huh. Um, other tr- like, what was I watching the other day? And I was like, why am I crying at this? I think it was an ad for something. It was like it's like a dad taking his son to like football practice or something yeah. like that I'm like why are there tears coming from my eyes Like, yeah. I don't get it like, I,
0: I had a cry Like, a, I have not cried I can't remember the last time I cried but I had a big cry Monday night mm. like a, a big cry that I had to actually because could you ever cry initially in front of somebody and be like I'm just going to nip away here for a second and then you're by yourself you're a ball in your eyes out mm. that happened to me on Monday night and we were watching The Walking Dead <laughs> and <laughs> Like, you've, you've watched some of it, haven't you? If, I've watched, if, like, the first three seasons. Yeah, because I'd said to you before, listen, I'm obsessed with it. Now, were, were you at the prison? No. In it? No. no. Right, well, basically, spo- this is a spoiler alert for any Walking Dead fans. If you don't want to know what happens in season four of The Walking Dead, please skip forward this next, potentially, 25 minutes <laughs> of, of talking. But we're watching it, right? And, you know, there's a group... Do you know Carol? She was mm-hmm. the, the wife... Like a beaten by her husband, mm. she's obviously her arc is she's developed into being a stronger character and whatever else. But there was a couple of they end up living in a prison for a while. It was mm. quite safe and blah, blah blah. Like overrun by the governor. Did you meet him, Woodbury? Nasty bastard. Him. Is so that
1: the guy that was played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan? No, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Negan.
0: Ah yes, the Negan. guy that played is oh, what's he called? He's a British guy. I remember his name later. Morrissey, not. David Morrissey, no, not. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> I nearly said Neil Morrissey there. <laughs> Either Morrissey, Neil Morrissey. They're not the right Morrissey. David Morrissey. No,
1: yeah. I don't
0: know. You know, you know him the same because mm. he's one of these guys that's like, I, I, I I'm, I'm into it now. Sorry, you've got me started. Fuck, I told you in advance. Don't get me started. But we're going. But David Morrissey, you know him the same. Um, David Morrissey. Uh, I mean, why is the first picture of him looking ancient? You know, but that's David Morrissey there.
1: Ah uh, yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah. yeah so David Morrissey's governor piece of shit right, and so then in the they met you met a few other characters and the, there are these couple of girls and kids. So in the oh, Carl Rick's son and all was there, mm. and there were these kids. A little girl called um, Lizzie mm-hmm. and her younger sister called Mika, who's happens to be one of my favorite naughty singers as well. But we'll ignore like, that. <laughs> so they ended up basically their parents got this virus and died. It wasn't a zombie virus. It was some other like virus that caused. Like a swine flu, and then they died and turned into zombies, blah, blah, blah. So their parents died, and the, the two girls didn't really understand. Like, the older one was, like, you know, not really too sure about the zombies. So then mm-hmm. Carol and Tyrese mm-hmm. took the two girls and the baby Judith, and they were the ones leaving, basically. And so Carol and Tyrese were looking after two girls. Obviously, Carol's daughter, you seen would have seen her die on the farm. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of adopted these two girls and cared for them like her own. And the older girls, going a wee bit mad... Like she she was like feeding the zombies like rats and stuff and mice thinking they were like pets mm. so it's an innocence to her she wasn't afraid she's like they're like pets and then Carol saw her playing chaseies with this young girl zombie and like, was like if she catches you she's going to kill you she just mm. couldn't compute it she's like no they're good they're good they, they are good we can whatever so you know with The Walking Dead you get lured into false sense of security you're like everything's rosy in the garden and then it hits you with something you're like why have you done this why <laughs> so Therese and Carol went out with Judith to forage some stuff in this week like, because they were all settled and we camped for a while mm-hmm. and just left Lizzie and Mika themselves up at, the, up at the hut and then she came back and you could see Lizzie with blood all over her hands being like, it's okay, she'll come back. I'll, I'll prove you. She'll come back. She had murdered her sister. Her murdered a her little baby sister who's like four or five <laughs> and was like, But don't worry, she'll come back as herself. I'll show you, like, you know, innocent, all innocently. I'll show you. It's just not, you know, she'll come back as herself. And they were like, No, she, she won't. And obviously, they were heartbroken. Yeah. Then Carol was like, What do we do with Lizzie? Is she, is she, is she a risk? Is she a deal? Yeah. You know, so she was like, I need to talk to you, Lizzie. So she's like, Come on, Lizzie, out to the, and they walked out this wee flower garden. Oh, no. And she was like, Come on, Lizzie, let's talk. And she was like, I, I, she'll come back. It's fine. She'll come back. She's like, No, Lizzie, she won't. And she's like, Are you crossing me? Mm-hmm. She was like, No, no, Lizzie, I'm not crossing you. She's like, I don't know, I just feel like you're crossing me. And she's like, No, I'm not crossing you. And she was, Lizzie, just look at the flowers. No. She's like, Lizzie, <laughs> look look at the flowers, Lizzie. And Lizzie was looking at these flowers. She said, Lizzie, and she's like, I know, Lizzie, Lizzie, just look at the flowers. She shot Lizzie in the back of the head. Oh. And I just saw those two girls being like my girls. Oh no. So see, whenever she was saying, Lizzie, look at the flowers, I was like, No, don't do it, please, Carol. No, don't don't. And then she killed her and I just I could just feel the tears going down my face, being like, oh. and I said, Catherine, I am going upstairs to read my book. <laughs> And I went upstairs, and I went into both my girls, and I just left them both. I'm like, I like, so And then I just went to the bed, and I cried and I cried and cried until I was like, "Who oh, has we were dramatic?"
1: And then you start the next episode. Yeah, and then no,
0: but I, I actually skipped the next episode. I said I'm not ready for it. I can't go on. Then Catherine came up to me and was like, "It's okay, Maggie found Glenn." And I was like, oh, "Okay." And I went to watch it again. Now I just hope because they do, we they do some flashback scenes and stuff. I just mm-hmm. hope. Lizzie and Mika don't appear again in flashback scenes because I'll cry again. Yeah, that's the They look like my daughters. Yeah. you know what I mean. They they look. They're a bit older. So if you you maybe if you moved Holly forward three years and Matilda forward three years, it'd be them too. Mm. And they look similar too. And it was just like, oh no! So I just hated it. And mm-hmm. that was the most I've ever cried anything. Yeah. And before that, I was trying to think of anything that made me that upset before, and I can't think of anything that, that was that level of.
1: I cr- tears. I like ugly. Like you know the the kind of like. The crying that you're trying to catch your breath up. Yeah. Uh During Jojo Rabbit, have you ever seen Jojo Rabbit? The shoes. Yeah. Yeah. It was sad too. It's 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 the relationship between
0: parents and kids. Just get me. Yeah. You know, on either way, like that was because Jojo Rabbit was so silly and like lighthearted to a point, yeah. even though it was based during the Second World War. True. But that it's moment actually a was, great
1: book, called Cajun Skies, that's based on. Like Cajun or Cajun,
0: Caging. All right, okay. It's going to be like just a little shrimp <laughs> and a big gumbo. Like, yeah. hey, that's what happens when Nazis yeah. go to Louisiana. <laughs> Why is that not being Deep <laughs> yeah. Mar has to relocate <laughs>
1: to the bayou. Yeah. yeah, if they just didn't send everybody on like the rat, r- <laughs> the rat trails to like Brenesares yeah. and like <laughs> Brazil and stuff like that, and just send them to the bayou. You know what? That would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> I think you can make it into a film. Call it the boys from the bayou. What there you know? go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, excuse me, can I please build this log pile house besides this alligator? Would it be safe? What is your name? My name is Merle. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Guten Abend. <laughs> yeah, good Abend. Uh, where, about you? where about you from, Merle? He's like, well, you know, I'm just from North Carolina. <laughs> we decided to move down here to be closer to the rivers. <laughs> Go, Panthers. Oh no, sorry. Ra- Excuse me, old habits die
1: hard, don't say <laughs> Oh fuck!
0: Yeah. Oh no, that would be a lot of fun. But that, that that got me. That got me a lot. And I just yeah, and I felt like it, it's weird because like you you again, this is something I don't think we've spoken about. It's probably maybe not a, a thing. But I, you're a big film guy. Mm-hmm. You know, is there anything like? Because I I find like I in, like here's this is a weird thing for me. I love doing stand up. Yeah. Uh, especially at the minute because I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying, it. I, but I think the thing I like the most about is is the crea- creative side of things. I like to come up with ideas. I like to develop ideas. That works with stand up. That works with other things. Mm-hmm. So for you, as somebody that's you know loves doing stand up, you're a massive cinephile too. Like mm-hmm. you love cinema. Have you ever been tempted to like? come up with a script or develop any ideas that sort of way so that's
1: that's what I did through college and university mm-hmm. is creative media and production and uh, we had a uh, screenwriting uh, aspect to the course huh. and I wrote a um, kind of script uh, for a short film that we ended up having to make for uh-huh. our final piece and I have never been so embarrassed in my whole entire life because mine was picked and um, in front of the class when they were going through the treatment stage of it and yeah. it got torn apart. Mm-hmm. It, and like, I try to make it funny and it just got torn apart by the teacher and the rest of the class. Huh. And I was like, from that point on, I have no confidence whatsoever writing anything in terms of like, I've done a little bit of sketch work since, mm. but like to have this kind of like, uh, I don't know, independent thing that isn't yeah. stand-up to be out there. I, I just get so nervous about it and but stuff you know like that.
0: But you know what? But but if you could get past that, would it be something you'd be
1: interested in? Uh, potentially. Um, I, I haven't really... Uh, thought about it too much and then i also think that uh you know when you you hear about like authors that are on set when their stuff is like the book adaptation of the movie has been filmed i would be like the oh no that's not true to the character so that's not going in well that that i would be a lot like that like
0: i find that a bit the only thing that i've been outside of sketches Mm. the only thing that i've maybe had to have written that's gone in someone else's hands was william of orangedale Mm. so obviously when i wrote that it was like I see this character doing this, I see it doing that. Obviously, you give it over to the director. They have their take on things. Mm. Some bits, I was like, you know, I need to trust what they're doing with it, yeah. which, of course, you do, and I think Owen was, was great. But there were some wee bits I'm like, no, I I like things. I find my sense of humour, I, I like stuff to be very much true to life. Mm. I'd be like, it would be funny, because whereas there was a couple of wee bits in it that I was like, no, they, they wouldn't, it wouldn't be as theatrical as that. Yeah. You know, the, the joke is the fact that they're saying something quite like nonsensical in a very straight deadpan way mm. you know and they'd be like you know and some things like that i found it you know quite hard to just sit there to be like no but trust the process yeah you know, trust the process
1: But yeah i would probably find that really difficult as well like, yeah
0: but you know, it's it, it's fun and i think like like for me i just think writing is the the most the most fun element like working through an idea and seeing mm. it come to life to me is the most rewarding whether that be through a stand-up mm. process or a writing process and i read something Recently, that was like the most successful people aren't the best always, they're the ones that don't quit. Yeah, And I think like my experience of, like i take an example, I'd written a script that I had, I think 2015 I had come up with the first draft of this and I sent it to the BBC writers room and I got told no, no, we don't like it. And I went, well, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I kept at it and I was like, no, I can figure this out because if you know an idea is, you know, if you know your idea is good, mm. you just haven't maybe presented it as it should keep at it and then I've ended up it's now with a really good production company and it's going to go further than it ever would have gone with the writers room so it's like there
1: you
0: go go, keep going and I think, like, you know, if you, if you, if that was ever something you were interested in doing, or, mm. like, I mean, I now think we should write about a, a Nazi that went to the Bayou. Aye. That would be <laughs> a lot of fun.
1: You know? That's the only thing I've been, it's, just, <laughs> it's like, you know, the wee monkey with the symbols in there, yeah. as my all. brain, that's all I'm thinking about yeah. right now. Yeah, I'm
0: trying to think. Uh us name, name some um, some camps. Nazi, obviously you've Auschwitz, you've Treblinka, mm-hmm. Birkenau. cow, the D- Bayou. There you go, that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that cow at the bay
1: bayou? I don't know. Is there like a traditional German? P- yeah, I would say North and South Dakota. Yeah, they would be like the traditional German kind of towns in America. Yeah, with Bismarck and stuff like that. There you go. So I'm just know. thinking of tie in for sequels.
0: Yeah, <laughs> more, yeah, more Deutsch, <laughs> Deutsch and Bismarck. Um, oh, yeah, I so I said, I would actually love to keep you for longer, but again it's 5 past 11 and you have to get somewhere so unfortunately mm-hmm. I'm going to have to let you go we'll, we'll get you back again because there's so much more I want to talk about there we go I'll um, be
1: back in yeah. anytime you want
0: Perfect. But so listen, is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to let um, people out? Your couple socials? Podcasts, yeah, a yep, couple of podcasts.
1: Yeah, a couple of podcasts. I do Book Line and Sinker with uh, another comedian called Rachel McPeak, where it's like a comedian's book club, uh-huh. um, which is pretty fun to do. Do you do I'll, guests? Uh, we don't at the minute. Uh, we, we'll might, say, we might. we might <laughs> There's an avid reader here
0: come on and talk to you about Fearless by Tom Smith anytime. Bingo.
1: Uh, and I also do Injury Time with Darren Matthews. Good. He's back from the States now. So we'll be mm. recording again the next week. And uh, uh, yeah, we're closing in on fifty episodes. And so. what's the
0: deal with injury time? Because it's a podcast I always liked. And again, mm. my criticism was with that was you stop doing it. Yeah. never stop. Back, back at it. Are you looking? To, is back it audio now? Trying to what's um, the goals
1: with that? Uh, at the minute, it's yeah, just still audio. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a kind of sports based podcast where we talk about uh, loads of different kind of sporting stories that uh-huh. you may have heard in passing. But yeah. then you get like the full kind of like deep dive and stuff like that yeah. with injury time. Yeah. Well, nice, Jordan. Thank you very much for coming
0: on. Now, what we would do, we've been asked a lot of questions this week. Unfortunately, you don't have time to answer them. So I will answer them myself in the next part of the podcast so we go the length that people want. So Jordan, Perfect. thank you very much. And we'll get you back soon. Awesome. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. Cheers, dude. Wasn't that a fun episode? Jordan, again, he's a great guest. And as Jordan said himself, you can check out his podcast, um, the Bookline Line and Sinker podcast. he do with Rachel McPeak. Or the Injury Time podcast that he does with Daz Maz, a.k.a. Darren Matthews. He's never been called that before. I don't think you like it. But hey, who cares? And now guess what, guys? Because Jordan had the bounce due to my own error, what I'm doing now is I'm going to answer your questions myself, personally. You know, on a one-to-one level. Just me and you guys having a lot of fun, okay? First question is from Dean. What was your sweet shop munch back in the good old days, Dave? When a penny sweet was a penny. You know what? That's hard. Like I, I'm always a bit. You, you know by now, I'm a big pick mix fan. I love a pick mix. Back in the day, I would have got a wee bag of cola cubes from Herons in Hollywood. That would have been my go to kind of my go to snack. I liked, I liked to get the uh, the cola cubes from Herons. I also liked um, to get chocolate pretzel flips, which back in the day were a relatively new invention. I'm looking for water of a dry mouth. Um, but yeah I really enjoyed the cola cubes from Heron's which is no longer Heron's is actually I think a charity shop now but big shout out to Ed Heron and the crew that was a smashing in news agents back in the day and um, provided you with all your all your newsagent needs, you could go in there to buy your magazines. You buy again. You wouldn't buy nuts or zoo in there because you've gone in there as a kid and you don't want to be seen as a pervert. But you'd have bought like match. You know, you'd have bought your football magazines in there. You'd have got your wee annuals, your wee football sticker magazines. You have got your football stickers in there. You'd have got your 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 sweets. You got your wee bottles of juice as well. Herons, what a spot that was. But, I mean, if you want to know what I get in a pick-a-mix, I think that's that's the main crux of this question, is you want to know what's in Davies' pick-a-mix. The most important are the wee eggs. You get the wee Cadbury's eggs. They're the best. They go in first. Because you like the finish and chocolate. I find a pick-a-mix, you like the chocolate at the bottom. And then you got to stick some... you got the strawberries and cherries. I like the wee cherries. I don't like actual real cherries, but I like the cherry sweet. So you pop them in then too one or two strawberries, cola bottles have to go in. Now, a wee life hack. I give you a life hack about coffees, which by the way I did this morning. I put a large coffee into a regular cup and I got away with it. What are you going to do? Um... My other hack with pick is if you can't... You know the big cola bottles? They are, they are delicious. They're nicer than the small cola bottles. And you want to take probably two of them, but there's no room to put it in the cup. So you have to just be entrepreneurial with that and just shove them in your pockets. The same with the big snakes. They don't fit in, so you just slide them into your gilet. Say nothing. Go for that. Um, then next, you're going to put in some... You get the wee orange cola bottles that taste like wee they things. They're nice. Pop them in... Um, you know, again, this is the downside This is not for me. You either put some of those fucking chocolate mice in or the wee white chocolate discs, because your wife wants them, you have to bring them home. Can you get me that? Yeah, sure, like, whatever. Then you stick in some of the wee eggs, you know, wee fried eggs, pop them in. Uh, and then as well, in pick-a-mix, you'll get the odd random one that you would be like, this is, why, why, why is this only here for a limited period only? What is this? McDonald's. So then you pop in like a couple of wee pieces of watermelon slices because you get that watermelon sugar high very Harry Styles and then when you're at the end you're like right it's back to that old Maz equation you know that the, the teacher did it's about like your happiness he fills a wee jar full of golf balls he goes are you happy and you're like is, is, this, is this thing full and you go aye and then next thing it goes nah Put some pebbles in fills in is this full and they go aye and he goes nah Put some sand in and it's full. So you need to fill in the rest of the pick-a-mix. You take a wee chocolate raisins, bish, bash, bosh. Then what you do as well, you, you go and you go back for a big Coke bottle or a big snake and you put it into, oh, you need the wee pencil things too. Pop them in there and then you hold it on the top and you walk out with that. So that's how I, that's my sweet job munch. I'm a big fan of um, pick-a-mix, not a big fan of the word munch. Jack Reardon said, Hey, Papa Bear, my girlfriend recently told me that she would never move to Bangor City. What do I do? End the relationship or will Bangor eventually win her over? I need the King of North Down's help in this troubling situation. Well, I'll tell you this, Jack. My first move would be DMP. My second move would be give her a, a, a limit. Trust in Bangor City. Trust it being the best city in the whole world and what I would do is give her say listen we'll move here for a bit if it doesn't work out you don't like it we'll move somewhere else you won't have to because my wife didn't want to live in Bangor whenever we first moved here she was like I'm Belfast I always want to be Belfast and now she wouldn't live anywhere else because she fell in love with Bangor City and I'm sure your girlfriend would fall in love with Bangor City too um, so what you need to do is just show her show her what Banger's about let her learn how great a place it is and I'm sure in no time she'll be settled or if she's not returning, you just got to dump her. Sounds like she's a bit of a, you know, batch. anyway. Um, Naomi has said, We've had the boxing and there's been rumours of stars in her eyes, but what, if you could come up with a comedians event, what would it be? Um, I don't know. Gangbang, probably. Just, you know. <laughs> get, a, get everyone in for just a big comedians gangbang. Uh, feeling that, of course, would be wrestling. You know what I mean? Um, that would be would be my move I feel like a wrestling event would would lead itself well into the comedians I think that would be a lot of fun and you know the house is well down um, John Joe has said biggest current comedic influences for both you two sexy bastards you know that's a hard one I don't have any any influences really anymore I'm just my I'm just my own influence brother Um, no I don't know I like to see people I mean for me and I don't know like the last stand up special wasn't my favourite, but uh, obviously Ricky Gervais is my kinda is my guy in terms of of um the career path. Like I, I like what he's written, I like his T V stuff and he's do stand up when he wants. So I mean that's goals really. Um but you know, I don't know. I don't know what I would say would be my my I don't know. So that's a hard one. I need to sit and think about it. Because, again, you just have to work on your own shit, really, don't you? And that's kind of where we are at the minute. Um, Dominic's come in with a couple of questions, and I appreciate this because I put one call for questions up. It's lost in the ether. had to put another one up. So I'll read you both out, Dominic, and then we'll just get on with our days here because Jordan's away. So, sad. Um, Dominic said, What's your favourite pizza for when you come and play Giuseppe's gig in arts? Have you had mana from Bangor also? Some feed from there. no. I just want to point this out Mana Pizza in Bangor is the best pizza I think going at the minute now a big shout out from to my childhood favourite it used to be Pizzini in Hollywood then unfortunately it, it went under new ownership and I haven't tried the pizza since so it still could be as good but um, you know the original owners of, of Pizzini were they, they made the best pizza. the Mexican pizza Pizzini was unbeatable but unfortunately, it's new. I've not had anything from the new Pizzini menu. I've looked at the menu before, and there's no Mexican on it. So I feel like I, I just can't be loyal to there. But Mana Pizza in Bangor is unbelievable. It is it is so good. It's like a nice artisan pizza. It's very, you know, it's wood. F- it's just beautiful. Like I, in there, I get a surf and turf pizza, which on paper sounds, sounds gross, but it's the nicest beef you can get. And it's got yummy, delicious prawns on it too. Tremendous. And another thing, mana pizza do as well, which is fantastic. They do bake camembert, which I mean, where else would you get it? So yeah, big shout out to Mana Pizza. Um if you can get me a surfing turf in Giuseppe's, listen, I'm all for it. But Mana Pizza, yeah, it is it is this it is the hotspot. I'm a big, big fan of mana pizza. Dom also said he always enjoys it when Jordan's in the pod, and I feel like myself and Jordan have great chemistry, two very funny, very sexy guys, but Davy what's Jordan's sexiest feature and Jordan what's Davy's sexiest feature? You know this is a bit unfortunate now because Jordan's not here to tell me what my sexiest feature is, but I'm here, and I can tell you Jordan's sexiest feature. See today um I liked i I liked actually. Jordan's got a good head of hair on him, you know, that's, that's a good sexy feature, one that I'm jealous of as a man who's losing his hair, but Jordan's got good head of hair on him, and also he he looked very smart today, you know, he was nicely uh, nicely presented, he was going to do a wee bit of work here on a film that um, I auditioned for and didn't hear back from, so I hope it's terrible, no, only joking. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a nice question, couple of sexy funny guys. And speaking of sexy funny guys, I'm going to go now and get on my sexy funny day. I don't even know what time of the day it is right now. There we go. It's um, half 11. The day is my own until two o'clock, and I have to go and collect the f- children from school and then entertain them until their mother comes and then go and do a gig. Yes, life is. Life is like butter box of- Life is like butter box of chocolates. What a stupid bastard. Maybe that's why I didn't get the role that I auditioned for because I can't say lines correctly thanks very much for listening to the podcast again if you listen and enjoy it share it in your stories, tag me put it out wherever you listen, I appreciate it comment on the video on YouTube rate and review, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and above all else be good to yourselves guys, enjoy your weeks thanks for listening to the Sly Guy podcast I can't speak, have I been drinking or have, am I having a stroke who knows, enjoy the rest of your day guys peace
1: I'm the Sly Guy